Good evening. We begin with the first verse of hymn 549. The Son of God goes forth to war of kingly crown to gain. His blood red And they tempted God in the desert. 
and he gave them their desire, and sent leanness withal into their soul. They entered Moses also in the tents, and Aaron the saint of the Lord. So the earth opened and swallowed up Dathan, and covered the congregation of Alarim. And the fire was kindled in their company, the flame burnt up the ungodly. They made a calf in horror, and worshipped the molten image. Thus they turned their glory into the similitude of a calf that eateth hay. And they forgot God their Savior, who had done so great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and fearful things by the Red Sea. So he said he would have destroyed them, had not Moses his chosen stood before him in the gap, to turn away his wrathful indignation, lest he should destroy them. Yea, they thought scorn of that pleasant land, and gave no credence unto his word, but murmured in their tents, and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Then lift he up his hand against them, to overthrow them in the wilderness, to cast out their seed among the nations, and to scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves and devoured the old, and ate the offerings of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their own inventions, and the plague was great among them. Then stood up Phineas and prayed, and so the plague ceased, and that was counted unto him for righteousness among all posterities forevermore. They angered him also at the waters of strife, so that he punished Moses for their sakes, because they provoked his spirit, so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. Neither destroyed they the heathen, as the Lord commanded them, but were mingled among the heathen, and learned their works, insomuch that they worshipped their idols, which turned to their own decay. Yea, they offered their sons and their daughters unto devils, and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they offered unto the idols of Canaan, and the land was defiled with blood. Thus were they stained with their own works, and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people, insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. And he gave them over into the hands of the heathen, and they that hated them were lords over them. Their enemies oppressed them, and had them in subjection. Many a time did he deliver them, but they rebelled against him with their own inventions, and were brought down in their wickedness. Nevertheless, when he saw their adversity, he heard their complaint. He thought upon his covenant, and pitied them according unto the multitude of his mercies. Yea, he made all those that led them away captive to pity them. Deliver us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the heathen, that we may give thanks unto thy holy name, and make God boast of thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, from everlasting and world without end. And let all the people say, Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here we get at the 38th chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. 
a reading from the Apocrypha. Honor a physician with the honor due unto him for the uses which he may have of him, for the Lord hath created him. For of the Most High cometh healing, and he shall receive honor of the king. The skill of the physician shall lift up his head, and in the sight of great men he shall be in adoration. The Lord hath created medicines out of the earth, and he that is wise will not abhor them. Was not the water made sweet with wood, that the virtue thereof might be known? And he hath given men skill, that he might be honored in his marvelous works. Which such doth he heal men, and taketh away their pains? Of such doth the apothecary make a confection, and of his works there is no end and from him is peace over all the earth. My son, in thy sickness be not negligent, but pray unto the Lord, and he will make thee whole. Leave off from sin, and order thy hands aright, and cleanse thy heart from all wickedness. Give a sweet savor and a memorial of fine flour, and make a fat offering, as not be. Then give place to the physician, for the Lord hath created him. Let him not go from thee, for thou hast need of him. There is a time when in their hands there is good success. For they shall also pray unto the Lord that he would prosper that which they give for ease and remedy to prolong life. He that sinneth before his maker, let him fall into the hand of the physician. Thy son, let tears fall down over the dead, and begin to lament, as if thou hast suffered great harm thyself and then cover his body according to the custom, and neglect not his burial. Weep bitterly, and make great moan, and use lamentation, as he is worthy, and that a day or two, lest thou be evil spoken of, and then comfort thyself for thy heaviness. For of heaviness cometh death, and the heaviness of the heart breaketh strength. In affliction also sorrow remaineth, and the life of the poor is the curse of the heart. Take no heaviness to heart, drive it away, and remember the last end. Forget it not, for there is no turning again. Thou shalt not do him good, but hurt thyself. Remember my judgment, for thine also shall be so, yesterday for me, and today for thee. When the dead is at rest, let his remembrance rest, and be comforted for him, when his spirit is departed from him. The wisdom of a learned man cometh by opportunity of leisure, and he that hath little business shall become wise. How can he get wisdom that holdeth the plow, and that glorieth in the goad, that driveth oxen, and is occupied in their labors, and whose talk gives of bullets? He giveth his mind to make furrows, and is diligent to give the kind father. So every carpenter and workmaster that laboreth day, night, and day, and they that cut and grave seals, and are diligent to make great variety, and give themselves to counterfeit imagery, and watch to finish a work. The smith also sitting by the anvil, and considering the ironwork, the vapor of the fire wasted this flesh, and the fire with the heat of the furnace, and the noise of the hammer, and the anvil is ever in his ears, and in his eyes looks still upon the pattern of the thing that he maketh. He setteth his mind to finish his work, and watcheth to polish it perfectly. So doth the potter sitting at his work, and turning the wheel about with his feet, 
who is always carefully set at his work, and maketh all his work by number. He fashioneth the clay with his arm, and boweth down his strength before his feet. He applieth himself to lead it over, and he is diligent to make clean the furnace. All these trust to their hands, and every one is wise in his work. Without these cannot a city be inhabited, and they shall not dwell where they will, nor go up and down. They shall not be sought for in public council, nor sit high in the congregation. They shall not sit on the judge's seat, nor understand the sentence of judgment. They cannot declare justice and judgment, and they shall not be found where parables are spoken. But they will maintain the state of the world, and all their desires in the work of their craft. You read it the first lesson. The Magnificat. My soul Is it so that there is not a wise man among you, 
No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth the law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because ye go to law one with another. Why do ye not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, ye do wrong, and defraud, and that your brethren. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Meat for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God hath both raised up the Lord, and will also raise us up by his own power. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ, and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two saith he shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God? and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You're ready for the second lesson. Lord, now let us He ascended into heaven, 
and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From that he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, in whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not make to thyself any graven image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, and visit the sins of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Six days shalt thou labor, and do all that thou hast to do. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no manner of work, thou and thy son and thy daughter, thy manservant and thy maidservant, thy cattle and the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his servant, nor his maid, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is his. Lord, have mercy upon us, and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we beseech thee. Let us pray.
The epistle is written in the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians, beginning at the first verse. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Irenic the Epistle. Oh, 
The words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be always acceptable in my sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I'd like us for just a brief moment tonight to focus a bit on the way in which tonight's epistle, for lack of a better word, shines into tonight's gospel. There's a lovely part where St. Paul, speaking to the Corinthian church, says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The light to shine out of the darkness. Of course, a part of that is the very incarnation itself, right? That God would become, in, the, in all but sin, a fallen human being. And out of the darkness of what humanity had become in our fallenness comes the great light that shines and can never be put out. But there's also this beautiful image of Matthew, like himself, a, a publican, a, a tax collector, a traitor to his own people. Uh, one who you know, essentially collaborates with the Romans, you know, the Romans who are killing the Jews, taxing the Jews subjugating the Jews, polluting their religion. He's the least likely person to be chosen to be with Christ, to be not just with Christ, but one of his blessed evangelists, whose gospel we read every single year. It's interesting that Matthew's gospel is the most often used in our divine services. That out of this dark vessel would come the light millions, billions of people called to be saved by Christ. But it's not just the publicans, right? I, I love that in, in this account from Matthew, of course, we have the, the image of this great feast that the publicans and the sinners all throw together. And of course, when we think about those sinners, who are we talking about? We're talking about the, the lowest of the low. The very people that in our second lesson of tonight's evening prayer, that Paul says have no place in the kingdom of God. The fornicators, the idolaters. Those people have no place in the kingdom of God. But those are the very people who Christ goes to and calls into his kingdom. Now what's fascinating there is it isn't as if nothing changes in those people. It's not a case in which Jesus dies with publicans and sinners and then they just keep on being publicans and sinners. Right? They've been changed inside and out by this encounter with Christ, by this encounter with God. So that the idea of being a publican and a sinner um, is impossible. They're changed. The Pharisees don't care. Right? All they care about is the outward appearance of their own holiness, maybe being impugned by being near these dead people, by these sinners. But that's the difference between them and Christ. The difference between the self-righteous man and the righteous man is he's willing to get dirty in order to bring sheep home to the Lord. Matthew is such a great example of not just the light shining into the darkness, but God taking that darkness and making it the sun, the space out of which light comes. That's a thing only God can do. And it's a thing we should most heartily celebrate. Um, as you remember, St. Matthew, the evangelist, the apostle. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.
sign before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, even so do unto them. For this is the law and the prophets. Let us pray to the whole Spirit of Christ Church militant here on earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle hath taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our alms and oblations, and to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal Church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord. And grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word, and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also so to direct and dispose the hearts of all Christian rulers, that they may truly and impartially administer justice, to the punishment of wickedness and vice, and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and pastors, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people, give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with me, God, in due reverence, they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor, all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity, especially all those for whom our prayers are desired. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departing this life in thy faith and fear beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them 
we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Hear who do truly and earnestly repent of your sins, and all of them in charity with your name, and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God, and walking from henceforth in his holy ways. Draw near with me, and take this holy sacrament to your comfort, and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed, by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent, and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us, the burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life to the honor and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who with great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon you, pardon, and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ hath, and to all who truly turn to him. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Here also at St. Paul said, This is a true saying, and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Here also at St. John said, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, Holy,
Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thy only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made him, by his one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and an institute, and in his holy gospel, command us to continue in perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as you shall drink it, in remembrance of me. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for thee, preserve thy body and soul unto everlasting life. Do you need this in remembrance that Christ died for thee, and feeding him in thy heart by faith and thanksgiving? Christ, which was shed for thee, preserve thy body and soul unto everlasting life. Drink this in remembrance that Christ's blood was shed for thee, and be thankful.
confidence in finally desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all of the benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and lively sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee, that all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, yet we beseech that you accept this our bounding duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses. Jesus Christ, our Lord, by whom and with him, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. Glory be to God on high, and on earth his good will towards man. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee.